Hey guys, joining me today is Ryan Mickler. Ryan is a husband, father, Iraqi combat veteran, and the founder of Order of Men, a community and resource that helps men become better at all facets of life, from self-mastery to family, from money to contribution, and everywhere in between. Growing up without a permanent father figure, Ryan was left to learn how to be a man on his own and with the help of a few strong men in his life. He believes that most of the world's biggest problems could be solved if males everywhere learned how to be better husbands, fathers, friends, and leaders. He's on a mission to help all men become the men they were meant to be. Ryan, welcome on the show. Hey, what's going on? Glad to be here. It's great to have you. I'm super excited to talk about what it truly means to be a man in today's world. But before we do, please take a minute to fill in the gaps from that intro and tell us how did you get started on your journey? Yeah, I mean, this is a very long story. I'll give you the shortened version. You had mentioned it. I didn't have a father figure growing up. I had a couple stepfathers come into my life. My dad was out of the picture for the most part. So yeah, he left by the time I was three years old. He was out of my life and I really floundered for a long time is what it meant to be a young boy trying to figure out how to be a man. And fortunately, I spent some time in sports. I joined the military when I was young. And so I've got a lot of experience as far as that goes into how to act as a man, how to behave, how we show up, how we're disciplined, the virtues that we adhere to as men. But this really came to a head for me when I got married. And in, shortly into my, our marriage, we ended up going through a separation and Part of that was because I really didn't know how to show up as a husband, and I didn't know how to show up as a father. And so through that separation, again, this is a long story short, but through that separation, uh, I learned some things about myself and who I was and how to show up and how to be a man. And so I started applying these lessons and was able to work through the issues that my wife and I had, and she stuck around, and I was able to become a new man. And as I talked about a lot of what I experienced going through that as a child and going through my separation with my wife, there was a lot of men who had been through a very, very similar situation. And so I realized, man, this is something that guys want to hear about. This is something they need to hear about. And that's when we launched Order of Man. And we are so glad that you did. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. It's pretty fascinating to see the growth that we've experienced. And again, it's just a testament to the fact that guys need some input, need some advice on this. Absolutely. Absolutely. 20th century has generated a culture that doesn't understand our spiritual background and prefers to forget about it. I believe this is the reason why men have lost their connection to the masculine archetypes that were passed from generation to generation through various rites of initiation. So what is your opinion on this? I agree. For the most part, it was really interesting. I did a presentation in San Diego at a conference uh, last week, and I asked the guys to raise their hand if their father figure was out of the picture when they were younger. And 60, 70, 80% of the room raised their hands. Wow. This is just a small testament to the point that men today are being raised by women. And this is not intended to portray women negatively. It has nothing to do with that. My mom raised my sister and I primarily on her own and did a wonderful job. But at the same time, men are needed in young boys' lives. And because our boys and our children are being raised without fathers, it's very difficult for them to understand how it is that they're supposed to be behaving as they grow into men. 
this is something I certainly experienced. And again, I think there's a large, not majority, but a large percentage of the population who has experienced and is experiencing the same thing. So these guys aren't getting these quote unquote, like you say, right of passages. They're not learning through experience and through an example how one is supposed to show up as a father, a husband, a community leader. And I think that's why it's important that for me as a father of four children that I create and almost mock up these rites of passages for my kids because they're not going to get it any other way. Agree. Okay. Well, becoming mature from a biological point of view does not equal becoming mature from a psychological perspective. The simple fact that a boy has grown up doesn't necessarily mean that he is now a man. And because boys were separated from their fathers and other significant male role models, the responsibility of guiding boys on the path of becoming men was left primarily to women, to their mothers and grandmothers, and also to the school system, which, at least in Europe, is heavily dominated by women. And I think in the States that is the case as well. Yes. And exactly as you said, it's not about talking bad about women or something, but guys are needed to model for young boys what does it really mean to become a man. So let's talk about the pillars that you have created, protect, provide, preside. And what do these concepts mean for being a man in today's world? Yeah, it's really fascinating. I've got the podcast as well. And as we've worked through the podcast for the past man two and a half years, which sounds crazy that it's been that long, uh, I ask every single one of my guests, which is now over 123, I believe it is, we just released today, what it means to be a man. And what's fascinating is every person that I ask has a completely different answer. So it's not an easy answer. It's not an easy solution. But what I found is that their answers typically fall into one of three categories. And, and you just mentioned them, protect, provide, preside. Now, what does that mean? Because that's not an easy task or an easy thing to define either. But at the end of the day, a man's job and his responsibility is to be a protector over himself, his loved ones, and those who are not able to protect themselves. This could be in a natural disaster. This could be an active shooter situation or emergency. This could be any number of things that we're faced with on a daily basis. And your ability to be situationally aware, your ability to be physically fit, your ability to have a certain set of skills that's going to help you should that day come is going to spell the difference between you being quote-unquote the man and just a man. We see these things all the time where guys will literally cower in the corner in active shooter type situations when men traditionally, and I think even now currently, should be the ones stepping up to address these issues. So that's the first thing. Provide goes well beyond financial provision. Usually when I talk about provide, everybody says, oh, you know, he's, he's out making money and he's doing the thing. And, and while there's certainly an element of truth to that, a provider for a man's responsibility goes well beyond just the financial provision. It's mental and emotional support. And it's your ability to step up and provide the things that you identify that your family and your community and your business associates or employees actually need. That is our job to provide. And then the third component is to preside. And this is the one I get a lot of questions about. Sometimes people don't know what that means or what I'm referring to. A man has leadership responsibilities, some more than others. But every single man on this planet will or has at some point in his life be called upon as a leader. It could be in the family unit, could be at work, it could be a special project, there could be some community involvement, maybe it's coaching a sports team, a youth sports team, whatever it may be, he's going to have to be a leader. And when I talk about preside, I'm talking about leading with integrity and honor and going first and doing what's required of a leader to help people get to a place they could not have imagined going on their own. So I know that's a very short version of the three principles that we talk about, but if I were to give you a 30,000 foot view, that's what we're addressing. All right. Okay. 
Ryan, please tell me a little bit about the four pillars of masculinity and how do they play out in the real world? Sure. Yeah. So we've got the roles and responsibilities that men need to adhere to, which is protect, provide, preside. We just talked about that. And then there's four pillars. There's four components or quadrants, if you will, that we talk a lot about that I think men should specifically work on honing. Because if you do these four things and you work on these four areas and we can get to an infinite number of conversations in these four areas, then you will be a better protector, provider, presider. So that's the outcome. Now, the way, the how, how do we get there is through these four pillars. So the first one is what I call calibration. And calibration is about getting right with yourself first. I think as a man, a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll go out into the world and they'll provide and they'll take care of their family and they'll do everything else for anybody else. And not that that's inherently bad, but when it comes at the expense of your own well-being, there's only so long that you can actually sustain that for. So calibration is mind and emotions and soul and getting right with yourself, doing things that energize and uplift you, finding interests, finding hobbies, finding activities, being able to give yourself margin and space, daily planning, knowing what it is you want, articulating how you're going to get there. This is what I'm talking about when I talk about calibration. Do you have any follow-up questions on that or do you want me to get into the next three? Just to confirm, so you're talking about true purpose and distinguishing between means, goals, and end goals. Did I understand correctly? Yes, yes, you did. But I think having an end goal is important, but then also figuring out in a way reverse engineering the process so that you can actually accomplish that end goal. That's the what you need to figure out the how and the why of how you're going to actually get there. So we cover both of those things. I think it's important that you cover both. The next component is connection. So if calibration is about yourself, connection, on the other hand, is about your relationship with others. It could be your intimate relationships with a spouse or whoever that may be. It could be relationships with your children. It could be relationships with employees or family or friends or a colleague, whoever it may be. It's your ability to connect with others. And we hear the term self-made man. And while I can understand and appreciate the term, the reality is that none of us, including you and I, can get to any level of success on any platform or domain, if you will, without the help and assistance of others. And so when we're talking about connection, we're talking about your ability to connect with people. We're talking about your ability to be empathetic with other people and to lead with value and figure out what people want, know what you want, and form these relationships so you can create win-win opportunities. Again, these could be romantic or it could be that you're vying for a job promotion and your ability to network. Or maybe you need a new job and your network is going to spell the difference between you securing that job and not securing it, frankly. So it is so, so important that we figure out a way to better and more effectively and efficiently connect with other people. The third is condition. When I'm talking about condition, what I'm talking about is your physical health. Because what calibration talks about mental health, emotional, getting right with yourself, then the condition component or piece is about physical health. There was a point in my life where I was 50 pounds more than I weigh today. And at that point in my life, I didn't have energy, I didn't have excitement, I didn't have enthusiasm, I just wasn't able to accomplish to the degree that I wanted to accomplish everything that I wanted to in my life. And there's so much that I couldn't do because I wasn't in the shape to do it. And so one of the responsibilities of a man is to make sure that you're physically fit, that your nutrition is taken care of, that your exercise and strength and conditioning, that you know the proper way to sleep. All of this stuff is critical when it comes to this condition piece to ensure that physically you can 
perform to the demands that you will be called upon to perform as a man. Absolutely. Why do you think that men tend to neglect these aspects of nutrition, of uh, sleeping properly, and this physical condition part? I think the, and, and this certainly isn't true for every man, but I think a lot of the times it's the default state. Uh, it's a whole lot easier now to avoid eating correctly or come up with some rationalization that you're so busy that you can't get into the gym because you're doing all of these other things or sleeping right. You know, you hear a lot of guys, I'll sleep when I'm dead because they're busy. I used to say that too. And I can appreciate that. I mean, I want to hustle. I want to grind. I want to get the work done and I want to be active and efficient and I want to get a lot done. But I realize now the importance of making sure that I'm resting properly so that I can be more effective when I'm actually going. It's just easier to your answer. It's just easier and the default mode and the path of least resistance is always just do the easy thing, not the hard thing. And then the fourth component is what I talk about is contribution. And contribution is the way that we're giving back. This is about being a man of value. Sometimes you're going to be rewarded for that contribution. For example, in the case of employment or being a business owner, you're contributing to your clients, you're contributing to your employees, you're contributing to the community, and you're getting paid to do that. There might also be times where you're contributing, but you aren't being monetarily rewarded. This could be community service, for example, or one thing that I do a lot of is I actually coach my son's sports teams and I'm not monetarily compensated, but that's a way for me to cover two birds with one stone, if you will. It's a way to contribute, to give back to the community, to give back to my children, but it's also a way for me to forge connections, forge connections with people in the community, forge connections with my kids. And so I'm actually covering two bases there, but yeah, contribution and us providing value to the world how the world is better served because we were here. And ultimately, I think that's what we want. We want every environment, encounter, experience, exchange, conversation to be better off than before we joined it. Great perspective about what it truly means to become a man in today's world. As you said, there are various points of view and there's probably not one right answer, but definitely I think your vision is quite helpful for most men out there to have the guidelines that they need. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that, uh, Ryan. Yeah, and it's, it's not the end-all, save-all. You know what I mean? Like this is just the framework, and that's what I want people to understand. It's just simply a framework that you can use to really create the life that you want. I mean, that's what we're all after. On a personal note, I am a fan of mentoring and coaching and not finding a guru because I think the main difference is that, okay, the guru or a teacher will tell you exactly what to do and when to do it and <laughs> all that stuff in detail versus a mentor or a coach, especially a coach who will create the context for you to get creative and build the life that you want to live, actually. Sure. <laughs> all right. Ryan, an uninitiated man usually has a complicated relationship with his mother and other significant women in his life. Usually this guy's approach to life is to experiment rather than to commit. Yeah. You know, he's experimenting various stuff and then he doesn't commit to anything. He is not always able to control his anger. He avoids displaying and talking about deep feelings. This adolescent-like man is either unable to seek his own wisdom and follows without questioning what others say is moral and acceptable, or he constantly rebels and feels isolated even when surrounded by people. What advice would you give to a guy like this? Well, okay. All right. So let me just come from this angle. There's a balance in all things. All right. So a lot of people talk about masculinity. Let's just take masculinity, for example. 
masculinity, and this is the best way I've heard it described, is basically the raw emotions and or virtues of being a man. So you think of aggression, you think of violence, you think of competitiveness, you think of strength, and these are masculine characteristics. Now, some people would have you believe that those are negative characteristics. I disagree. I think those are very positive characteristics. I think all of those can serve us well when it comes to enhancing and improving our lives and the lives of those we care about. That being said, without a way to check those quote-unquote masculine virtues, it can be destructive. It can lead to violence, unnecessary violence. It can lead to criminal activity or addiction. Maybe that's drugs, alcohol, pornography. And so unchecked, those masculine qualities can create problems not only in a man's life but in the lives of those people around him. That is different than this idea of manliness. Manliness is the ability to take those masculine characteristics, virtues, and traits and hone them towards a specific objective that is positive and giving, which again comes back to the contribution component that we talked about. So there's a difference between masculinity and manliness. Manliness is honing those skills in order for you to achieve moral and noble objectives in your life. So A lot of people will say that masculinity is bad because of those negative virtues. Instead of figuring out a way, a manly way to hone those virtues into something that's going to create value in the universe, they take the alternative route, which is to become overly feminine. And overly feminine might be empathetic, it might be emotional, it might be nurturing, it might be seeking more to understand. Again, these are not bad emotions. It's not bad to have these emotions and even use these emotions, but unchecked, it creates a problem. And so society is telling men that they have to be feminine. The problem is it's not a one or the other conversation. It's actually using both sets of virtues and traits and things that make us men and women, quite frankly, the masculine and feminine energy to obtain an objective. So if Somebody tells me that I should be more in touch with my feelings and yet I can sit there on the couch babbling about my feelings all day and not do anything with that information. That wasn't helpful either. So there's a time to be in touch with who you are and there's also a time to get the job done. And we need both. It's not one or the other. It's a balanced approach and it's using the mature thinking of a man and or a woman to take our masculine and feminine characteristics and use them in a way that's going to serve us and those other people well. Very well said. (laughs) I love it. All right. Ryan, let's talk a little bit about creating a rite of passage for our sons. I have two boys. I know you are a father as well. I know you have, I think, three sons, if I'm not mistaken. Three sons and a daughter. Three sons and a daughter, (laughs) yes. And in one of your podcast episodes, you shared about your experience with uh, your oldest son while creating a rite of passage for him. And I would love if you would be willing to share that with us as well. Yeah, sure. So this was last year. He was eight years old and I really wanted to create an opportunity for him to learn a little bit more about what it means to be a man. Obviously, he's not there yet. He's eight years old. He's turning into a young boy, not even necessarily a young man at this point. But we took him on a camp out. I took him on an activity and he planned the entire event, what food, where we're going to go, what activities we were going to do. And I presented him with a Gerber multi-tool prior to us going on our camp out. And he was going to use that for different tasks and some different things. He had to build a fire. He had to make the food. We did some geocaching. If you don't know what that is, you can Google that. 
We did some shooting. I mean, we did so many things that evening. And later that evening, I sat him down by the fire that he built and we had a conversation and I bought two lion animal figurines. Uh, One was a lion cub and one was an adult male lion. And I pulled out the lion cub and I said, you know, this is you right now. You're a cub. You don't have any responsibility. You're learning your place in the world and how you're going to serve the world. And then I pulled out the adult lion and I said, this is who you're trying to become. You're trying to become this lion. You're trying to become this king. And you aren't there yet. And in order for you to come from the lion cub to the lion king, there's some things that you have to learn and you have to adhere to and you have to do. And we actually talked about the three P's of masculinity, protect, provide, preside. I said, when you learn to do these things effectively and you're doing them in your life and the lives of the people around you and those you care about, that's when you become that lion king. And he was so blown away by this conversation. I asked him questions to figure out what he knew about it. And he says, Dad, I want to take these to school so I can do show and tell with these, (laughs) which was really cool because that's when I knew, okay, this resonates, this sticks. And these types of conversations, the conversations that need to be had, but I believe aren't being had. Again, that goes back to our conversations about fathers not being in their children's lives. But we had this amazing, amazing experience. And at the end of the event, I actually had him earn through the series of activities that he did in the conversations that we had, he earned his first 22 rifle, which he loves, and he shoots every week. So it was just a great experience. It was a great way for us to connect. It was a great way for me to share some things that I just wouldn't be able to share in everyday life because we're so bombarded with sports camps and music lessons and moms around and sisters being annoying and everything else that's going on. We've got to create the margin, the physical and mental and emotional margin to be able to have some of these rites of passages and the conversations that we were able to have over that weekend. Absolutely. It sounds amazing. And you've definitely inspired me to create these types of rites of passages with my boys. So Good. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know how it plays out. Yeah. Good. All right. Ryan, as we are reaching the final part of the show, I would like to ask you a few personal questions that will give the audience invaluable pieces of wisdom to help them on their journey. So are you ready for the fire round? I am ready. Yep. All right. Here's the first question. If you were to recommend one book that every man must read, what would it be and why? Uh, I would recommend As a Man Thinketh. That is such a great book about using your mind, frankly, and this is the foundation for growth and success in your life, using your six inches between your ears to create the type of life that you want. So it's a great book on positive mindset and the right type of thinking so that you can put the right action into place to accomplish the things that you want. Okay, there's one for my reading list. Yep. (laughs) Okay, if you had the opportunity to talk to your 20-year-old self, what advice would you give him? What would you tell him to do differently? Uh, My advice is always to start before you're ready. I know a lot of us wait and we sit back on ideas and thoughts and insights. Oh, yeah. And so just go. Like, we're not talking about life and death situation here. We're just talking about being willing to take risk and failing and falling short and none of these things are going to kill us they're just going to help us expand and grow so that's what i would suggest start before you're ready absolutely great advice all right and here's the last one ryan may i ask you to share a piece of advice that your father never got to tell you or maybe he didn't know about being a man in today's world i'm talking about information or advice that would have changed everything in your adult life one that you will be sure to share with the future generations Yeah, I think we already covered it. You know, it's protect, provide, preside. That framework gives you the foundation for growth in your life and knowing what your objective on this planet is. 
And if there's one thing I'm absolutely certain of, it's that a man's job is to be a protector, a provider, and a presider. And if he's not willing or able or capable or whatever it may be to do those three things, I don't think he's living his life as fully as he should be as a man. Yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> okay, this has been an amazing episode, Ryan. And before we say goodbye, please tell us about the projects that currently excite you and where can people find you? Uh, well, you're listening to a podcast right now. So we've got our own podcast, which is Order of Man. So if you just type in Order of Man, wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll find it there. Uh, man, we've always got projects. We've always got something. We've got a meetup next month that we're doing. Uh, we've got some live events coming online next year. We've done a couple of them here this year. There's always something. A book's in the works. I mean, you name it, we're trying to do it. So uh, it's always exciting, man. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Thank you again for joining us today, Ryan. And I hope to have you again on the Measuring Today podcast in the future. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on the show, man. Appreciate the opportunity. Guys, till next time. Take care.